Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving working moms come to learn how to stop over drinking, reduce overwhelm and anxiety, and show up like the players they were meant to be. I'm your host, Angela Masenek, and let's dig in. Welcome to episode 57, Interview with Client Lori. Hey there, I am so excited about this podcast. Oh my gosh, Lori just finished coaching with me at the end of 2019 and graciously offered to come on the podcast and share her experience and how she's transformed her life with the tools that I teach and the big strides that she's made with stopping over drinking, among many other things that she was able to accomplish within a short amount of time. I want you guys to really pay attention, grab your notebooks or something to write with, and Lori is going to give you some key information that helped her successfully stop over drinking and change and have major shifts in her life and the way she's feeling about her life. And we're talking about her mindset and the thoughts that she had, you know, from the very beginning of the program and what she's thinking and feeling now and how she was successful and doing the work and showing up for the coaching calls and using all the tools that she learned. It's absolutely amazing. It's available for all of you guys. Lori's results is available to every single one of you. If you guys apply yourself and you get and you go deep and you apply everything that I teach you in the podcast. If you're a private client of mine, if you're in one of my programs, this work does change lives and Lori is proof of that. Thank you so much, Lori, for coming on the podcast and I hope everyone enjoys this episode. All right. Welcome, Lori, to the podcast. So good to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for the invitation. I loved it. Yeah, I'm super excited. It's going to be fun. So just so you know, listeners, Lori and I work together um, for a few months um, at the end of 2019. And Lori had such amazing results and transformations in the program that I invited her to come on the podcast and share her experience with you guys. And, you know, sometimes I think it can be a little bit nervous for people to sign up to, with a coach to talk about over drinking, but I think Lori's experience here um, will help ease your nervousness about that a little bit. So welcome, Lori. So glad you're here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so again. we we ended, I, I think was it the end of, like at the end of December, right? So it's been about- Very, a, right before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. So you were excited about that last session. Tell me what's, what's changed for you since then. Oh, <laughs> um, well, as, as we're finishing up, I found that, A, I was super excited that I had these greatly diminished urges and desires for drinking, which was the thing I came to you for. But um, towards the end, I remember thinking, oh, it's so much easier around family and out in social situations. But I was thinking to myself, oh, it's going to be hard after work. Like, that's going to be the hard thing. And you said something so like critical and you were like, well, that's the thought you're having. It's going to be hard. Like, and I was thinking, oh my gosh, that's exactly the thing. Like I had, I had spent, you know, two months working with you. I knew this, but still this little thought was creeping up. So once I worked around that, got my thought works around that and was just like, whoa, okay, stop it. <laughs> stop thinking that. <laughs> And let's go to a new thought. And it's basically, you know, the new thought is, I'm doing this. It's happening. Um, this is exactly what I wanted for my life. So, yeah. 
So I loved it. So that, that tool was, it was the thing that really helped me. And there are many other things, but that thought work was what really did it. Yeah, it's so interesting that sometimes we can't even see our own brain and some of the thoughts that we have and how they'll hold us back or be obstacles for us, right? So when right. you said that, yeah, it's easy when I'm in social situations, but I know it's going to be harder when I come home after work. That's just a thought you were having, right? It was. And you had a belief like it was a fact, like it's going to be hard. Like I know. And that... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I loved it when you like pointed that out. And yeah, you had been pointing that out for, you know, a month or two and I've been doing this work, but it was just that, that was what was so great about the coaching was I, you, you saw me saying things and you just were able to just say, be like, okay, that's the thought. Yep. So let's, let's change that thought around. And I was delighted to change that thought around. Yeah. So. And, if, and, and for some of the listeners that don't know, you know, I teach that our thoughts create our results, right? So we know that if you have a thought, like it's going to be hard when I come home from work to not drink, that will be your result if you believe that and think that, right? So right. It's, you yeah. had that coaching in that time and we were able to recognize that that could have been an obstacle for you and that you don't have to keep thinking that thought if you don't want to. Right. And I, didn't want to at all. So, um, yeah, it just was, it was great. <laughs> so, so I'm not thinking gonna, that. yeah, so we want to, um, sort of get into a little bit about your story, Lori, and mm -hmm. you know, share with us a little bit about like where you were and like what you were struggling, struggling with at the time that you decided to coach with me. Yeah. So basically I was struggling with quitting alcohol. You know, weekend social drinking had kind of morphed into daily drinking, and that cycle had probably been going on for five years, like literally five years. And I could easily drink a bottle of wine at night and then some, and it really had been on my mind to quit drinking for like the last three years. So when I came to you, my, my thought was just, I want to not want it. Mm. So... And you had, what had you tried before that? Had you tried anything during those three to five years? On your I own? did. It was about that time that I found podcasting. So I had, and you were the fourth podcast when I was thinking about this. You were the fourth one that I had listened to. So I had listened to podcasts. I had um, bought two other books that I had, of course, started and not finished. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then it was just like this little mantra of, oh, I should quit, but not really having a tool to really think about what that thought was doing to me. Mm -hmm. But it was, yeah, I should quit. And then I'd be drinking and then I'd get up in the morning and it was just that whole, like feeling crappy about myself, mm -hmm. hung over. And this just went on and on and on. And I would tell myself, you can't quit. And you have this family predisposition because that was in my family history. Um, I had a mom early on, um, she actually worked in, um, she went back, to, she was a stay at home mom and she went back to work to put us four kids through college. And the job that she got was as a nurse in a um, teenage alcohol, like a 30 day um, program for kids that they would go there and they would stay overnight for 30 days. And I remember her saying that, um, you know, you have a genetic predisposition, don't you ever start. Don't start drinking, don't start doing drugs. 
So that, that kind of helped me um, through my 30s. But then when we moved into a very social neighborhood, that was when that weekend social drinking started and then it morphed. Mm-hmm. And then I started thinking, well, am I probably, I've, I've gone over the deep end. <laughs> I now I've, it's not, I'm not going to be able to stop because of this genetic predisposition and, um, you know, thinking about it now, my family members that did have problems with alcohol, they didn't have these tools. So I think that's been the difference, you know, yes. that's so, so I was just struggling. I wanted to not want it. Yes. And so you think that was a thought that drove you to schedule a consultation with me and talk about the program and see if it would be a good fit for you? Well, it was, yeah, it was your podcast um, uh, that, you know, I had listened to other podcasts, but it just, and everybody's different. You know, we all have different things that resonate with us. And I just, I just really felt that, you know, there's all kinds of people out there. And for you, you just made sense to me as I was listening to your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you made sense. And actually, I just, I believed I would listen to you. <laughs> I, I believe that I would be open to co- being coached by you. So, um, and I was right. It. <laughs> yeah, I think that's but, a really good um, way to distinguish, like, if you do end up hiring somebody or joining a program, like, are you going to follow this person's advice? Are, are you open to what this person has to say? And like, if you don't feel that way, then it's probably a good indicator that you won't follow along or you won't do the work. Right. So those are right. really questions that you asked yourself. Like I, will I listen to her? I think I will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it just, we went into this, my mindset was kind of like, I just am not, I remember thinking very specifically, and we probably talked about this was just that I will I just don't finish things. Mm-hmm. I start things and I stop yeah, them. I and about that, yeah. Yeah, it's just that the whole like in that little mantra in my head, like I just don't finish stuff. And I really like when we started this, I remember my husband just saying, and we were talking about it. I'm like, you know, this really concern that I just finished something and I just, or I start something and I just don't finish it. And um, so, but this was. I, d- I also did have the thought that I was making a big investment in myself mm-hmm. and, and I knew that. Mm-hmm. So, um, and for the past, you know, two plus three years, this had been going on in my head. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it just was time. Yeah. So, so you, you were ready. I, I was definitely ready. Yeah. But I knew that this would be different mm-hmm. than um, looking, reading a book. Um, or, or just absorbing podcasts, mm-hmm. like something had to be different. And this, the coaching, like that was a new word for me, the coaching, that mm-hmm. was kind of a new concept within the last three years. Mm-hmm. So. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So when we spoke on the phone, do you think that you were ready to like commit to it before we even spoke or were you just still sort of like on the fence? Like, I'll see if we connect. Tell me about your thinking there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Angela, um, when, when we set up our initial phone call, I, I seriously had already committed to saying yes. Mm-hmm. Like I, I knew that this was going to be a yes. So the thing that got me there, like I said, was just listening to your podcast. Um, and it was your honesty. Um, your real badassness. I liked that. It, and then just your invitation to be coached, um, by you just really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. So, um, you just made sense. 
And like I said, I believed I would listen to you. So that truly was, was in there. But when I, when, when I set this up, it was like, I'm doing this. I, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. So Awesome. What would you say to somebody that was like nervous about having a phone call with me or, you know, they knew that like that maybe they resonated with me. Maybe they're listening to the mm-hmm. podcast, very, very similar situation to you. And they're on the fence about scheduling that call or pushing the call. Oh. Well, each, each person has their own like little voice talking to them. But um, I would just say, listen, <laughs> without the tools that you teach, that Angela teaches, um, the struggle is real. I mean, we all have, and we, we all have different variations, but I would just say that to that person that you really have it in your power to decide to stop over drinking or even just to stop completely. I mean, people can stop completely. And I'd also say that, um, like you are worth the investment in yourself. So just give coaching with Angela a shot. She's been there. <laughs> and I also, I also feel you really know how to, um, to guide people through. I'm sure all your clients are different in their own little ways, but I, you, you knew exactly how to resonate with me. You knew how to call me out on crap that I was laying down for you. And it just, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. So like when you have a relationship with a coach, consecutive coaching sessions with somebody, like I get to know mm-hmm. And I get right. to know how you think and I get to see patterns, right? That mm-hmm. doesn't happen if you just, you know, if you're just absorbing information or you maybe have a one session or a two session thing. I think the time there, when you have that relationship with the coach, they're able to see and catch on to more bullshit quickly. Totally. <laughs> That's your yeah. way. So I'm like, now, Laura, you've been saying that this is the third time, like, yeah, you need to work on this. Right. And it just, I think, having that relationship and that weekly type check-in with somebody can help you go get to the next level quicker than you would if it was just a one-off or you're just absorbing the information. Totally. 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 Yeah. So Um, when you first started, you mentioned, um, I remember you saying that, like I start things and I don't finish them. I'm really, mm -hmm. yeah. And we coached on that, right? Oh, we coached a lot on that. That is I'm so self-coaching on that. Yeah, it's a very, very common thing. It's probably like the number two thing that everybody that's in one of my programs says, like certain things I don't finish. And I think a lot of people think that thought and it prevents them from pulling the trigger because they believe that they'll do this, this program just like another diet or another workout routine and they won't finish it. Right. So what do you have to say to people that have that thought now? Like you, you did believe that, but it's still, you were still able to pull the trigger on it. And then you got coached on having belief that you could finish this. Right. And it, it is, it is, it's a process, but um, you know, that mindset is so pervasive. And I think that um, the fact that I absolutely wanted to stop drinking um, and I wanted to get my house organized and get all the paper out. I mean, those, those were the goals that we started with. And that, um, that goal setting was something I hadn't done seriously. But in our sessions, you're like, okay, these are the goals. That's what we're going to fo- focus on. And my goals were to, um, I wanted to stop drinking. I wanted to stop wanting to drink alcohol. I wanted to clear out my house of all this paper, like be done, done with it. And then I wanted to start exercising. Mm-hmm. And that was something that you like weaved into our coaching each mm-hmm. time, but the not finishing it. Um, I mean, that was like my history mm-hmm. of starting and stopping things. Mm-hmm. So um, I would say that the key 
was the mindset work and the journaling and the thoughts. Like you did a really nice job of helping me focus journaling on my thoughts. Mm -hmm. And then we talked about the feelings mm -hmm. and I might be off track here, but the, that feelings thing for me was completely key. Yeah. Like I remember having to, I remember thinking feelings, like I stuffed my feelings. That was another thing that had been told me forever. And I, that you had. another yeah. thought that I had was, Oh, you stuff your feelings. So you don't have feelings. You don't, you don't respond to feelings. So I literally had to, I Googled a list of feelings mm -hmm. <laughs> and printed out several pages of just words. Mm -hmm. And so that, um, I feel like because of the, like laying out my thoughts, my feelings and my actions, having those feelings and those, that word list was super helpful because it, it, it just validated that yes, I have feelings. It validated that I'm changing. Like I was, I really thought myself changing in my thinking and it just it made all the world of a difference. So, yeah. yeah, I think the, um, some of those thoughts and beliefs that we have about ourselves, we've had for so long for most of our lives, right? Like mm -hmm. especially if you've been struggling with food or alcohol or spending too much money or anything that we overdo, Right. right. And if you have tried to stop that behavior and you failed over and over again, we develop these belief systems like, I just can't do this. This is who I am. I don't start and finish things. Right. right? And it's really hard to unravel that neural loop. And like, it takes sometimes just repetitive they know I can finish something and I start. I am able to finish what I start. I will finish what I start this time. And I think you did that from the very beginning, right? I, I did that with the journaling and the thoughts. Like I, I remember you saying, and I still do this um, now with my exercising, uh, but you know, what I was doing then was the, you know, I am in this program. I am, I like, hello, I hired a coach. Mm -hmm. Listen, <laughs> listen to what she says. Mm -hmm. So I remember writing that in there. Like you, you hired a coach, you, you wanted to do this. You, you paid for the help on this. So just all those thoughts, I will finish this program. Mm -hmm. I will be successful in this. And, and it's kind of like once, once that shift happened, mm -hmm. it's like, what is that load of crap I was telling myself? You know, it just that and all the negative self thought. Um, and then also just the, the thought and the, um, writing down the, I don't talk to myself that way anymore. Yes. That was super helpful mm -hmm. um, to be compassionate, to be kind, to be gentle. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then my favorite one or my favorite thing had been curious, mm. like get curious about like why, or is that really true? I've, I've started a lot of things and I finished a lot of things. I got through college. I joined yes. the Navy. Yep. We got married. We bought a house. I mean, all those things, you kind of did a shift of saying, okay, let's, let's look at the things you have accomplished. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I don't know why I, well, anyways, this is what I was doing and pulling those positive things. And just to be able to tell myself, you're not, don't speak to yourself like that. Don't, yes. don't, we don't do that. I'll, I'll, I'll say that to myself. Nope. I don't, think that anymore. I don't talk like that anymore. Mm -hmm. And those, I really feel like that's a tool that will serve me going forward. Yeah. Yeah. Forever, forever. Right? Like, I mean, just going back to like why we do that, why do we not 
pull evidence of things that we have done well because that's just not the brain's automatic function. The brain automatically goes to the negative always. It's just what happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> things that, you know, it needs to be protected somehow. And when we feel fear or doubt, it keeps us exactly where we are and safe. Right. right? Yeah. So I saw it. That's why we do that. Everyone does that, right? We're so easy. It's easy for us to pull all the time something didn't work and how we can't do things versus saying, no, let's think about what we have done as evidence as well, right? We have equal mm-hmm. amount of successes and failures in our life, right? Right. Our brain defaults to go to the negative all the time and all the things, especially when it comes to our own personal goals like food, alcohol, exercise, that type of stuff. Right. I loved your training because you have, I mean, you do a lot of teaching within this coaching too. And I loved your training on the brain Mm -hmm. and just, um, anybody can understand it. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's those, those, because we have the brain (laughs) and we see, we see what it's doing, but just that primitive brain and the prefrontal cortex goal setting brain, Mm -hmm. the thinking ahead brain, Mm -hmm. um, that really made, um, a difference for me too. Just understanding what is going on. Yeah. Like, where is this thought coming from? Is this a thought that is coming from the place where I'm trying to reach my goals? Or is this a thought that's coming from the part of my brain that wants me to stay comfortable and cozy and safe, which is the primitive part, right? Right. And like being able to distinguish those types of thoughts in the moment is a skill set that you develop and learn. And a lot of that comes through and your understanding of those thoughts through the journaling and using the model to solve your problems in your head. Right. Yeah. And it's, a, um, it's just a step-by-step and it can happen very quickly too. Mm-hmm. It, was, it just, it just can. And that's what I was super surprised with is, you know, a couple of weeks into this, I'm like, okay, like, like, is it going to be harder? <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's not, it's, it's a mindset and um, it's, I can change those thoughts in my brain. And that's Absolutely. What's, so yeah, what's look at, we worked together for two months. And you struggled mm-hmm. for three years, right? Like, like in a big struggle, but in a big struggle for three, absolutely. Yeah, and you were able to undo <laughs> that in two months. Yes, crazy. And I'm very confident that yeah, it's and it's not that um that I that I probably won't want to be drinking again, but I know what the tools are, and I also know that I can plan to have a drink if I want to. This isn't like a never never. There's right. there's no there's no anxiety. There's no chatter. There's just none of that. It's yeah. wonderful. It's, <laughs> it's freedom. amazing. Yeah. It's I freedom. Mean, yeah. The, the whole benefit, like when I try to describe what you get after you go through the program or what coaching can do for you and learning how to feel, learning how to manage your mind is that freedom. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about it so much. You're doing other things like decluttering your home or working on your workout or whatever it is that brings way more fulfillment to your life than overthinking about alcohol and food all the right. time. Right. Yeah. And, you know, as, and as I was thinking about wanting to have a coach, um, you know, I've been looking around my house for a long time and I just remember thinking, Oh, I could probably get a coach to help me disorder, you know, organize my house, declutter. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, but I also want to exercise. I can totally get a coach to help me stay on track with exercising. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, my finances, I can get a coach to help me think about my spending. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it was, the thing that was really, and I felt just physically and mentally holding me back was alcohol. 
Mm. Like I could get a coach to help me organize my house and I'd be drinking a bottle of wine while I'm doing it. You know, that is not going to be helpful. Because <laughs> it's, I just get sluggish and I just don't accomplish what I need to with alcohol. And I just remember really thinking that I need a coach to help me to stop wanting alcohol because from that, um, I'd be able to show up for myself. Mm-hmm. I knew that. And I'd be able to accomplish anything I wanted to, but it was that, that was the, the piece. And then the cool thing about the coaching that you do, Angela, and you do say this is that the tools that you give will help in every single aspect mm-hmm. of your life. So it's helped me declutter my house. My paper's gone, as you know. <laughs> yeah, so explain the paper project a little bit, just because people don't understand what paper means. So just explain oh. how, what it was <laughs> and what it's like now. Okay, well, so everyone has paper in their house. Mm-hmm. And we, and so I'm, I'm fairly clean, but not super neat. So whenever we'd have these family gatherings, I'd look around the house and piles of paper would be around. I'd stuff them in a paper bag and they'd be in a closet somewhere. Like there's, I found like five or six paper bags worth of paper. So I just, you know, as the years go on, there's just paper stuffed around the house and I wanted it gone. I didn't need any of it. So the paper project literally, literally was gathering up the paper and it was piles of it. I had several, I probably had four laundry baskets full of just paper magazines, mat, old maps. Um, oh gosh, I'd saved, I'd saved all of our household bills from like 10 years ago. They were all in like these big Ziploc bags. I mean, just that's what the paper that I'm talking about. And so I literally just purposed, I was telling myself, you can do this. You've been wanting to do this forever. This, you're giving yourself a gift. This, you're, you're now, you're now ready do it. And I just went through shredding a majority of it and, and tossing it. And just, I found my social security card, Angela. <laughs> I didn't know where that thing was. It was in a Ziploc bag somewhere. Oh my gosh. It was in a stack of stuff. I had not found, I, that was the biggest thing was finding that social security wow. card. But that was what the paper project was. And I just literally would be drinking and not want to do it ever. So yeah. Yeah, let's talk about like, you know, I teach so much about planning, right? So like we plan Mm -hmm. in advance. If you have issues with food or want to lose weight, we plan what we're eating 24 hours in advance because that engages the prefrontal cortex, right? Right. So like when you do that and you have goals, it's in alignment with where you want to go. If you plan ahead, your prefrontal cortex part of your brain always has your best interests or your goals when it's making yeah. those decisions about what to eat and drink. And it's the same thing with decluttering our home or doing this paper project for you, right? So mm-hmm. like going back to your comment about it's the same tools, talk about that planning process to do the paper for you and how that tool that you learned how to do that. Yeah, so it, um, well, you'll probably remember that I had not had a calendar in the past. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> you know you were like you have to calendar I'm like but Angela like I don't have a calendar I have a very simple life I go to work I come home and I drink (laughs) and I'm out with neighbors so um you were just like listen get your phone out and you know how to use your phone I was like okay I mean that probably went on for 10 minutes my spinning about the calendar but anyways I went out and I bought a calendar and it, um, and I'm using that calendar every, and so now what I do now talk about planning every, every Sunday afternoon, I sit down with my calendar. I look at my work schedule. 
I plan when I'm going to do my leg workouts, when I'm going to do my Pilates. And that paper project was, it was just like, I, you said, how long will it take you? I said, probably eight hours. And it did. It took a little over eight. She's like, well, just do it. <laughs> so I did it. Put it, so like, put it like we, so doing it. It was my Saturday project. Yeah. So you put in your time chunks of when mm-hmm. you want to do the paper project in your calendar, right? Absolutely. And that weekend. Calendar. Right. Yeah. Oh, and then that whole honor. Oh, we didn't talk about this, but that, um, and from the very beginning, I remember my, in my brain, I'd be like, I am honoring a commitment to myself. Like that, that was a huge thing. Mm -hmm. So this again was one of those things that I would tell myself, you were going to honor the commitment to yourself and get this done. Yeah. There's no reason why you can't do this. So stop spinning and do it. (laughs) So it was a wonderful thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the planning aspect, we talked so much about that, right? Like it sounds boring. Like when I talk about planning so much, we'll plan to eat, plan to drink, plan to do the decluttering plan, your exercise. But when you do that, you have your best interest at heart. And then all that's left, you don't have to make any more decisions of, am I going to do this today or am I going to not? It's already in your planner. So you lose that sort of decision fatigue. And then you just have to manage your feelings when you don't feel like it in the moment. Right. right? And you just Which do it is- anyway. Which I still, and that's one of my, um, that's one of my thoughts in my brain is you will do this anyway. You know, yeah, you're tired. Can you work out when you're tired? Can you do your leg strengthening when you're tired? Yes, you can. So get down there and do it. Yep. And it's not, it's like, it just, it takes all that drama out of it. Mm-hmm. It's I've got it planned and I'm going to do it. This is, this is my new way of behaving. This is my new way of thinking. I like this. Mm-hmm. So those, those are kind of, that's just an example of how I will talk to myself with, um, and having it planned out. So. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Cause these tools can be applied to literally anything, right? Yes. Anything. And we talked about everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so why, yeah. why, why do you think you were so successful? Like, what do you think about you and what you did from the very beginning that made you so successful? Um, I think it was, um, this made sense to me. The, the brain, the brain thoughts made complete sense to me. Um, the journaling helped tremendously. Um, you know, and with, with your, your help with the coaching of, you know, what are your the thoughts, the feelings, the actions and talking about results, mm-hmm. um, all of that. Um, I also had hired you to do this. This mm-hmm. was a commitment to myself that I was, that I was going to do this. And once I got my mindset around the, we're doing this. And you know, that was another thing I was telling myself. Um, I wanted to, mm-hmm. it's what I came in wanting to do. I wanted to not want to drink mm-hmm. and, and I did it. Yeah. It's just like that thought I'm doing this mm-hmm. from the very beginning. I want to do this. I'm committed to doing this. I hired somebody to help me. And yeah, like all that. Yeah. And you just, you kept that commitment level and that strength through the whole program, right? Yeah. I just learned to be really gentle and compassionate with myself, which was a new thing. That was a very new thing. And then we talked about the curiosity, talked about that. Um, Yeah. Those were all the thought downloads and the journaling, the tools that you gave, like each week you built on, Mm -hmm. you know, the brain work and the tools and like have learned to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, just all of that. 
So yeah, just that whole, that mindset work, the whole, like the mindset, um, I was able to shift my thinking and it's really fun to watch the shift happening. Yeah. And, you, and I just wanted to do it more and more in different things. Yeah. Cause you got immediate gratification and results from it, right? Like I did. I remember probably two weeks in, I was thinking, what the heck? Like, <laughs> is it going to be, it could get worse. <laughs> you also do some really good teaching on urges. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and what, uh, what a feeling is and what an urge is and, and, you know, how to kind of squelch that urgency of wanting to have alcohol, that restlessness. Mm-hmm. And so I was so, one of my most thankful things with this program is understanding what I'm feeling and then, and having the opportunity to feel it in my body mm-hmm. and to be, um, aware of that. So, you know, I just think that in the end, one of the greatest gifts from this was the chance to introduce me back to me. Mm. So, and I, I think that with that, with this work, that's kind of where it went. Yeah. You got to know yourself and like, know what feelings you were having, what thoughts were going on. And before, like when we're doing so much buffering, if we're drinking too much and we feel stressed or overwhelmed or bored when we drink, we lose that opportunity to connect and understand what is going on with our brains and our emotional well-being, right? Oh, I had disconnected a hundred percent. Yeah. So, and that's, you know, it showed up in my house, you know, I could get to work. I was doing my job, mm-hmm. you know, that all that, but yeah, that disconnect in a marriage and all those things. So yeah, it's, it's fantastic work. What would you describe like your emotional state and like where you were before coaching and how it compares to now? Oh, I was pretty hopeless. Um, I was overwhelmed or I told myself I was overwhelmed. Um, just kind of dejected, poor me, you know, those types of things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the change has just been way more, I feel like I'm more outgoing. I'm more confident. Um, I'm just, I'm happier. I, if that's, I think I can just say I'm just happier and I'm more present. It's so nice to be present with the family, present um, with the tasks around the house, you know, those types of things. It's just a complete, it's, I feel like it's a, a complete shift of just the minute by minute daily life. Yeah. And it's a gift. It's amazing. So happy for you and so excited for you. I know this is, this is just the beginning for you anyway, right? Like you've gotten this out of the way. Now you're on to your, your next big goals, right? Well, I want to get my body back in shape. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's the biggest thing right now is just working on, um, getting my legs back and yeah, I want to go on some massive hiking trip. (laughs) That's want to do something like that where where someone takes you like into in maybe Machu Picchu or something like that but um yeah so I want to do that what else what would you say to somebody that's like struggling as as you were you know three to five years ago struggling with the day-to-day numbing out Mm -hmm. their feelings oh I would you just yeah just um well, just that, you know, you've been there, you know, hiring a coach, making that commitment to yourself is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we, we all know ourselves. So I would just say, think about what, what you're wanting from life. You know, for me, it was that 
let's get rid of this desire to drink alcohol because there's so much more out there. You hear it. I, I heard it a lot from um, a family member that quit alcohol and just the, 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 the shift in life. Um, so it, it's just, it is worth it. You're worth it. I think that's the biggest thing is, you know, we're, we're all worth it. And alcohol just numbs us out. And if, and, and if someone's thinking that they should quit or just, or even just cut down, I mean, cutting back, um, this is, it's not an all or none thing. Our brains are amazing. If we plan to go have fun at a wedding, go have fun at a wedding. Don't beat yourself up about it. You know, it doesn't have to be an every night thing. So, you know, everyone has their own, you know, trigger point. So, and this work will help you find it, will help you solve it. That's the great thing about it. So amazing. Mm -hmm. So what else? What other, what other ahas? Like, was anything in the program unexpected? Did you have an idea about what coaching was like? And were you surprised by anything once you got in there? I didn't, I didn't know what to expect from coaching. Uh Um, uh, The biggest surprise was just because of that shift with thinking that I was able to keep with the journaling and keep with it. Mm. Um, you know, I honestly have to say that you're a fantastic coach, but the, the person has to be, you have to be able to receive it. Mm-hmm. So, and, and because you've given that shift of thinking that, uh, you know, I was able to just be like, okay, well, shoot, Lori, let's stick with this. Let's keep journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, one surprise I found, I really like to journal in the morning. Um, so I'm, and I, I, I would get up at 4.15 and, I, and I'm continuing to get up at 4.15 unless I work earlier. Some, sometimes I work really early, but, um, but that 4.15, I go to bed early, but the 4.15 has worked out really nice for that morning journaling. And the, the brain is, it's just clear for me at that yeah. time. Yes. So that was one of the neat surprises. Um, just the surprise of wanting to get into my brain and figure out mm-hmm. what is going on in there. Yeah. And so and there's so much work. There's so much more I need to do. There's, I mean, there always will be. That's yeah. just, if things happen in our lives and we, we move on to, to different situations and yeah. So be, oh, I would just tell to people to be open, to, yeah. to go with, to give, give your brain a chance to figure this out and to give um, yourself some grace and listen, listen and do these works. Listen about the brain. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, like, you know, I love that you mentioned that you get up at 4.15 in the morning. You know, I hold my free classes all the time, and I have them at, like, various times of the day, and everyone's uh-huh. like, well, I work at 8, and, you know, I'll hold a class at, like, 7 a.m. or something. Yeah. Or, or in the, and they just, they just can't get out of their own mental constructs about what they can do, right? And it's like, if oh, you want yes. to change, if you want to make permanent changes, you have to be willing to do things differently. And if journaling is a key aspect to this work and writing out your thoughts and you, the only time that you can consistently do that is waking up at 5 a.m., then -hmm. that's what you have to be willing to do, right? Like you can't, can't do the same things over and over that you're doing and expect different results. Right. Exactly. Yes. I could not go back to the old. And I do remember those, the first, those, those two months. I rarely watch TV. I mean, I would be up here journaling and thinking about myself. 
Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> all night, like Dwayne would come up and he'd be like, you still up at the table? I'd be at that table in the evening. Yeah. Like yes. I didn't just, it was just, it was just so, so new and so interesting. And I had a lot to tell myself. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like, think about, you know, the time that we spend watching TV, the time that we spend scrolling on Facebook or drinking. Like everybody, you yes. have a very busy career, right? Like everybody does. I did too when I went through this work, but I, mm -hmm. I like you, like I would go watch videos at night and do the homework that my coach gave me instead of watching TV and eating right. wine, you know? Yes. And then I would get up earlier in the morning and do more thought work. It's just like, you guys all have to, to think about things differently. Like, what are you willing to do that's outside of your normal that will help you get to where you want to go? And you can't expect to get there by half-assing it. It just doesn't work. No, you can't half-ass it. And, um, and just in the, the commitment that you put in it and, and the honoring of the commitment yes. and, and each person will know like what, what they're needing to do, but mm -hmm. That's that was a nice shift of being reminding myself I am honoring a commitment to myself. Like this is this is the new me. This yes. there's no reason why I can't do this, and it's yeah. and I like it. Mm -hmm. It's it's worthwhile, and I don't know, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, and I think it too becomes easier. Like once you <laughs> building that <laughs> muscle. Sorry. It's okay. Um, you're building that muscle in honoring your commitment, right? So if you're not used to honoring your commitments that you make to yourself on a regular basis, like that's where we have those thoughts. I don't follow through on what I start because right. you're not used to honoring your commitment. But once you do it over and over again, like in the beginning, it doesn't take much to build that muscle that you do what you say you're going to do. Then it becomes easy. And then it's like, oh, I have to do this or I feel off. You know, it's like, I have to, yes. I have to journal every day. It's what's just like brushing your teeth. That's how it becomes. It becomes but in a the nice habit. It takes some work to get there, but it's worth that. It's totally worth it. And, you know, just, you know, it seems strange writing. You, you had said like, write that, write a whole page out of like, you know, I'm a woman that doesn't drink. You know, mm -hmm. those that I remember doing several pages of that, just the same thing over and over again, to have that in my brain. And another one I would do was I am honoring this commitment. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, it's, it seems like such a small thing, but you talk about the rewiring of the brain and that was the cool learning of this, um, was it can be done. And <laughs> so, yeah, just listen to yourself and do the work. Just do it. Yes. Just do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say, Lori? I feel like we've covered so much. Thank you so much for all of your yeah. input. I know that you're going to help a lot of people, even if they don't come on with me, to know that they can make changes, commit to doing things differently, honoring their commitments to themselves, challenging their thoughts in their head, all of that. Yeah, all those things. Yeah, just, you know, just trust yourself. Listen to the podcast. There's, you give a lot of information on there. But, um, but hiring the coach was what hiring you – to help me was what did the change because it just, you were just right there alongside me. And, um, and it helped me to remind myself that, okay, you asked for this. <laughs> this is what you wanted. <laughs> just keep doing it. Yes. So. Like I, you know, I think that's really good. Like people, I'm not here to be your friends. I'm here to show you what your current thoughts are mm -hmm. and their obstacles. And right. if they're not in alignment with what your goals are that we develop together, then I'm going to challenge you on that. Right. And that can be hard sometimes. It can be, but it's so needed. It's that yeah. little extra push that 
Yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much. (laughs) It's been a great journey. Welcome. Thank you. All right, you guys, I will um, be recording this and this will be up in a couple weeks and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Wasn't that amazing? I love Lori so much. Thank you again, Lori, for being on the podcast. I love talking to you. All right. Do you guys want results like Lori has? You can totally have them. Why don't you go over and apply to join me in my new program, Start, Stop Over Drinking and Start Living? I would love to have you in the group. There's a short application you fill out to make sure you're a good fit. And then you fill that application out and you hear back from me within 24 hours. And I'll give you all the details about how to sign up. Hope to see you there. Bye.